The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the C2P Enterprises Rainmaker Multiplier Podcast. I am your guest host today, Matt Seitz. I am the Executive Vice President of Marketing here at C2P. I also serve in a dual role as Chief Marketing Officer over at JL Smith, which those of you familiar is our largest office model office here at C2P on pace this year to bring in between 90 and 100 million in new assets. So equipped to handle today's topic, which we'll get to in a second here, because I'm seeing what's going on both from the C2P side and the JL Smith side. And the reason I'm guest hosting today is a topic I'm very excited about, multiplying with marketing automation. We use this frequently both at C2P and JL Smith. We've got two very exciting guests today to help with this conversation. For first, Suzanne Scheinman. Thank you for being here today, Suzanne. Suzanne is our marketing manager over at JL Smith. She's the one that's making everything happen over there behind the scenes. Uh, for all the communications that are going out to our prospects and clients alike. And then we also have Nico Vonderau, who is our head of digital marketing at C2P Enterprises. And Nico has years of history uh, in digital marketing and marketing automation, um, bringing his expertise to share with us today to hopefully educate and better equip all of you moving forward with your marketing efforts. So thank you, Nico and Suzanne, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Matt. So we'll jump in. I know we got a lot to cover and there's just so much to go into this. We probably can turn this into a multiple podcast moving forward, but we'll kind of lay the groundwork today. And so question number one that I'll kind of pose to both of you is for those financial advisors out there who still don't know what marketing automation is, can you give them a sense of the definition and how it applies to them and their business? All right. So I'll go first. My definition of the marketing automation is basically it's a technology that'll help companies, marketing departments, organizations, whoever, to effectively effectively market to their uh, multiple channels, to their prospects. So it is anything, you know, you it's like a push a button and it all goes out um, that covers social emails, whatever you can make it work for you the best way you can. Absolutely love your definition, Suzanne. Just to kind of add to that, for me, marketing automation comes in the form of that multiple channel, like omni-channel is the great keyword that everyone likes to use with it these days. But just being able to connect your different methods of communication, whether you're in that SMS texting space, email, social media messaging, your website, and bringing it all together and then automating the communication that happens after a key event occurs within that process. So, you know, it's so funny that we have of this process within CDP, the bucket plan, you know, when advisors ask like, you know, well, what should I be building into my marketing automation? It's just like, did you go to 1.0? Did you understand what those four key steps are? Because that actually really does give you a great roadmap as to, uh, hey, are they in the design process or are they in delivery? If so, here's what you can automate within those communications 
just to make it super simplistic and to also get a really great view of what's working in your marketing and what's not. No, that's, that's an excellent point, Nico. And I think a, a lot of the, our advisors here at T2P that I work with on our Mentor Connect platform, uh, that's where we start with it is when they're not sure what it is and how to use it. I think the first step is there is like, what communications are, are you already sending or do you want to send? And this is just here to make your life easier. How yep. can we build that in to save you that, that time moving forward to be more efficient in doing what you do as an advisor and automate all of that other stuff on the back end? For sure. So and then it, it, just to continue on with what you were saying, Matt, yeah, we, we talk a lot about holistic financial planning. There's an educational component that really just makes sense when it comes to marketing automation, because you're giving them the information that you should be as a holistic financial planner. So just automating that process and making it super easy so that everyone gets that same experience across the board. Yeah. And it is there to make your life easier, but you, I mean, you still have to follow up on everything too. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the putting the work in up front. So if, yeah. if this technology is here and it exists for them, you know, in, in your opinions, why are more advisors not taking advantage of these opportunities? I think part of it is they're afraid of the technology mm -hmm. that maybe they're, they just, they just don't realize what it can do for them. It's, it's very simple. It's, you know, figure out what works for them, how you want to follow up. But that's the most important thing is to follow up as well. But my opinion is that I think it's more that they might be a little afraid of the technology or they, they just don't know it. They're not educated enough to realize that it's there for them. Yeah. For advisors, it's, you know, always funny, like how they like to dance around the idea of not admitting that they don't know what they don't know. They may be, and <laughs> the funny thing too is like, they never shy away from spending money towards their marketing efforts. But the whole key here is that with marketing automation, you're optimizing your marketing efforts. You're learning what worked, what didn't. And, uh, you know, just having that upfront work that has to go into it. You know, if you're shying away from that, but still throwing this money into the other side of it, you're, you're not going to get the results that you want. So it's just that hard conversation to say, Hey, what do you want to have happen? Because trust me when I say, we can make it happen. It may, it just is going to, they're going to take some time or some money or some effort, you know, th between those three, that's what your investment is in this. Right. And I think that's, in my opinion, like it's, it's kind of a combination of what the two of you shared there, what I'm hearing uh, of working with these advisors firsthand is they, they know they don't know what they're doing here, but it's what resources to go to, to get that help, you know, reaching out to a marketing department like ours at C2P or finding the right marketing agency that, that understands their business in this industry, or even a freelancer, if they want to go that route, you know, there's, um, there can be benefits and downsides to using a freelancer. So like it's finding the right person. So a lot of times I think they're not sure which direction to turn when they're going that route. And so having uh, resources like, like the two of you on this call, like myself uh, to turn to are very beneficial on that side. Now, if, if, if they hear this, so hopefully, you know, those of you listening today, you decide, yes, this is the direction I want to go. I want to automate everything, my emails, my text messages, my webinars. 
what what pitfalls do they need to look out for along the way to make sure that they are doing it correctly and that if they are going to invest that time and money and effort to move forward with this what is it what do they need to keep an eye on as they're moving forward I, I'll go first, Nico. So I really think that, okay, so when I first started at JL Smith, it literally was, there was no automation. And it drove me a little crazy because there were lists here, lists there and different things and messages were going out, but they're going out to the wrong people. So when you send a message in the automation, you need to make sure your lists are updated and making sure that the message you're sending out is going to the right person if it's a prospect or your client, um, because you can automate both ways. The other pitfalls, let me, I think people tend to lose that personal touch, thinking that the emails are going out, the connections are going out, you're keeping your client prospects informed on what you're doing and trying to you know, communicate with them, but you're not calling them, you're not following up with them. So that is a, a, a little pitfall, I would think that you would find when you don't follow up and you lose that personal touch thinking that it's just going to happen, it's happening and I'm not, I don't have to worry about it. You still have to follow up and worry about those things because you do need to talk to them personally instead of just sending them an email. For yeah. Sure. And, and Su- Suzanne, I, I just want to point out quickly, Nika, before for our listeners, that's why I think having that roadmap of where you want to end with your communication. So not just looking at marketing automation as a silo, but how that fits into your overall communication plan is like Suzanne works with our our advisors around our business development team. We have a whole communications grid of where the automation fits in, but where those personal touches still fit into this as well so that you don't lose that. and You can still mix the automation and the personalized touch with that. For sure. And Suzanne, absolutely love your roadmap analogy. I kind of want to take that one a little bit further for another big pitfall that I've just seen so many advisors run into is, you know, they don't go into uh, this with a clear expectation of what they want, of what they're going to want to do in the future as well. So I like to use the analogy, it's like buying a car. It really is. And all these advisors will go in and say like, you know, I want the Ferrari. And I will tell them immediately, absolutely not. Reason being is that, you know, you're in uh, like, as Ohioans on this podcast, all of us, we know that Ferraris are only good in Ohio for three months out of the year. If that. If that. So true. (laughs) And then you're looking at the other parts about owning something like an import. There's maintenance costs that are associated with that you choose the wrong CRM system, you're going to be very, very angry about all the costs that are associated with building that out. You know, some of these systems that are out there, they require an engineering degree. I always tell people I have built CRMs. I have worked with, you know, banks, lenders, uh, brokerage firms, and things like that. And I will always say that it can become extremely expensive if you choose the wrong one, just because it sounds like it has all the bells and whistles. Great. Now, the other side of that is, you know, we look at, and just because of, I know everyone here is of the age that we all remember what it was like when you had a manual transmission system versus an automatic transmission system. How, or no system whatsoever. Or no system whatsoever. <laughs> where it's just like, you know, teaching somebody how to drive stick. Like, actually, that was the worst part of it. You had to actually teach people how the stick shift worked. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know... It's 
that was more of a painful process than actually learning it yourself. So, you know, choose the system that's going to give you that mobility. I, I like to say we go for like the suburban or the explorer when we want a holistic marketing approach. We don't go for, and notice how I didn't say, we don't go for the Escalade. We go for something that's going to, you know, allow everyone to ride comfortably, that is going to give you everything that you need between the different terrains that you might go on. And that has the hauling power just in case you need to add on another system behind it, especially from an operational standpoint with financial advisors, where you're like, hey, we're sharing financial information. Our CRM needs to be able to connect with every other system we're using. So that way, everything goes as it should right and and i think nico that's a good point too that and i know we'll we'll kind of touch on this too on our, our last question here but it's okay to scale up too if you've mm-hmm. never done this before to start with you know we have a few partners here with cdp enterprises that we're happy to connect our advisors with that can kind of bridge that gap of before they go and create all of this on their own like we're talking about here there's a lot of these i, I say can but somewhat customizable resources that can automate everything. And they have those resources already set. Those resources like a snappy crack in advisor websites, uh, white glove, social connect. There's several out there and I could name a lot of them and we take up the rest of the podcast here that we're happy to refer you to if anyone has questions and they want to follow up us after the podcast or after listening today, but there's plenty of those that they can start with and then work their way up to building out their own system. So it's it's definitely something, like you said, that they can kind of work up with. Absolutely. And the one thing I will say, like, you know, the terminology oftentimes gets people a little bit confused because there's a CRM, there's a CMS, which is your content management system, which is going to be one of those that allows you to, like, just take content, customize it, and throw it in. But you still do need those different deliverability systems that allow you to really manage that process. So, you know, one may be really good at sending emails, but it may not forward tasks onto your staff to say, hey, this person was sent this email. They requested a call. Here's the call scheduling. Here's your task to follow up. And what it gives you that just fantastic overview like dashboards are such an important part of this because then you get to see like hey did this sub-advisor follow up did the pair planner prepare everything for this meeting there's that checks and balances that are super (laughs) necessary especially in a financial practice right and the other thing is 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 when it comes to the automation they might already have the software there and they might not realize it can be integrated yep and that's start to start with what you know and work from there. Don't, you know, don't try a brand new system. Like you said, get a brand new car that you don't know how to drive. Start with something you know how to drive and yeah. build on that. And then make sure you just don't overuse it or not use it enough. I mean, those are the other two. I think people just count on it and overuse their automation and don't realize yeah. that there it's, it's like too much, you know, scale it back a little bit, make sure that you're, you're met, the message you want to get out is getting out and to the right people. Yeah. And if if they don't, I'll pose this to both of you kind of as we, we wrap here. If they don't already have a system in place, what should they be looking for in a marketing automation software if, if they are starting from scratch? I would think... I'm I, Okay, so when I started, I knew nothing about what we used at JL Smith. I knew nothing about SmartOffice, nothing about our website, nothing. 
So I pretty much jumped in and said, okay, let's figure out how to use this to best suit what we need to do and started the automation process. Looking for a software, you really need to know what your needs are and know what you really want to get out of this automation. If you just want to send emails and, you know, you know, someone downloads a guide and you want to make sure that they receive an email, receive the guide to begin with, you get their information. You need to know who they are, if they want to follow up, when they want to follow up and keep that, you know, it might be an Excel spreadsheet to start off with if you're starting small, but then you need to figure out how to incorporate that into your, your CRM that you choose, but choose one that you don't need to spend, you know, you don't need to go buy the Ferrari of them to start off with. You could start off with the, you know, the little Pinto or something and they'd go from there. <laughs> Just so long as it doesn't explode, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> or crash. Or because crash. technology, as much as we all love it, we all hate it at the same time. Yep. For sure. No, for me, there is you know, kind of like a four-step checklist that I like to go through with anybody who's looking at a CRM. I mean, I, I know, Matt, you're always just like, do you know the system? I'm just like, yeah, here's what's good about it. Here's what's <laughs> bad about it. You know, who's looking at it and what are they trying to do with it? But, you know, let's Nico, go. Nico, I've never met anybody for our <laughs> listeners that knows more CRM systems, marketing automation systems than you. You're definitely the go-to resource. Oh, here. my goodness. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse, but no, you know, team that's size, technology. that's technology, but yep. yeah. So like number one is going to be your team. What's your future? What's your current team? What's your future goals with that team? Are you looking to add on people implement, you know, future rainmakers in, as we always like to say into your practice, if that's the case, you need that system to be able to grow both from a technology standpoint, as well as from a fiscal standpoint, because how much are they charging you per user? That's going to affect things. Number two is, you know, does it give you that omni-channel capability? You know, we say omni-channel, just a buzzword. Does it allow you to integrate different systems? Are you going to be able to do your social media posting? Are you going to be able to send out text? Are you going to be able to send out email? If so, yes, that is the system for you. And we all know this because we see it all the time. You know, new systems are coming online. How quickly are they implementing the ability for you to go live with something new as it comes on? Sorry, financial advisors, TikTok may be in your future. So can you post a video that you recorded in one space and put it onto another? Number three is going to be reporting. I know uh, I am such a numbers guy and I'm just going to, you know, kind of get on that soapbox and bang my drum as much as humanly possible. But reporting from every perspective, are they opening your emails? Are they responding? Who downloaded this? What, what information did they get? heck, what's their birthday? Like, how many times do we ask ourselves, like, hey, should we be sending something out? Just maybe a card? Right. You'd be surprised what that does for your retention rate of your customer base. And then and that's a personal touch, too, that you need touch. to keep up with prospects, clients, whatever, because that is so important when it comes to, you know, financial advisors. You know, you can go buy a car and you don't talk to that salesperson ever again. But financial advisors... They're a little Definitely. bit more closer to home mm -hmm. when they're dealing with what you, you know, your, your finances and you want to make sure that they're still there. We're talking about people, the relationship people, yes. about their yep. money. Like that's another yes. thing. 
you know, there's this whole stigma that exists around finance, personal finances and talking to others about them. So to get past that, you have to, they have to be comfortable with you. So mm-hmm. if that's not being established right away, sorry, you're not going to get that new customer. You're not going to get that new client. And no. then uh, the fourth one is strictly for those in finance compliance overview. I cannot say this enough. You are, we are all right. Reg- we all know we have regulations by the SEC on what we have to do, what an audit looks like, what we need to produce in that audit if we did screw something up. So let's be very clear about this. You need to be able to take <laughs> that system should be your best friend when it comes to it. Not only should the, it have triggers that allows things to go through compliance review before they ever get sent out, because you know we know, especially with this CTP team, everything goes through compliance for review before it goes. No exceptions. We have those, I guess, you know, we have those blockades for contents that, you know, once everything's been reviewed, it goes. It's not a hard process to implement. But we also can go back years in the past and say, hey, if they're complaining about this particular item that was sent to them, well, here's the result. Here's who it was sent to. And here's what was said it gives you that nice safety feature. <laughs> you know, that's what happens when your vehicle crashes. I know that yeah. we all want to know that the airbag is going to deploy and, you know, protect us from what could happen. So, you know, make sure it has that feature, please. <laughs> and that Yeah, and it also it. covers, it, it protects you, the FCC. I mean, with the compliance. It, and you also makes, you have to plan, which is a good thing. You have to create that calendar. You have to create that automation, but you know when it's going to happen, when they're going to go out. And you do not have to worry then, as long as it's, you know, a little planning goes a long way. And I am also a numbers right. person, so I will agree with you. You need to know yeah. those numbers and you need to know what they mean. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a high, high number doesn't mean it's a good number. So you need to have right. look at those open rates. You have to look and see how long people are, how many times did they open it up? I mean, did they open the email four times? Did they open it five times? If they opened it more than, then you need to call them. You know, you need to reach out to that person. If they open this email and clicked on the articles or whatever it's in there multiple times and they haven't reached out to you, you need to reach out to them. Absolutely. Suzanne, I think you might've hit on our next podcast idea right there. The numbers <laughs> behind the numbers. I think that'd be a good one for our audience to understand. Cause I, I think, a lot of them see these numbers in the reporting and, and don't understand, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of us have heard either here in previous roles of like, why isn't my open rate a hundred percent? Like, that's just not realistic that, right. you know, those of us in marketing know that like an industry average is closer to like 23%, but for, for an advisor, this isn't what they do. And that's okay. This isn't what they, you know, the marketing is not the realm that they're in every day. That's why it's good for them to have a good marketing partner that understands the numbers and understands the connection of marketing to sales. So I think that that probably is a, a good topic for us to, to connect to next. And and just a real quick thing, Matt, the other thing is, is like, if you are sending out multiple different types of topics and you realize that you, one topic got more opens than another, focus on that for the next, you know, what, you know, use that information to, for future automations, use that information for, you know, talking, use that for something else besides just letting it go. Absolutely. Yep. Sometimes we have to hear a message a bunch of different times and sometimes in different ways before it finally just resonates because 
not everybody is a financial planner. <laughs> Correct. And not everybody's a market marketing marketing person. person. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. That's why we we've got to compliment each other. So thank you both for joining us today. And those of you listening today, hopefully you found a lot of value in this topic is in how this is applicable to your world, helping you find the resources that are going to help you. If you are looking for suggestions on how to implement a marketing automation program or have further questions on this, please feel free to reach us out to us at C2P. If you're already with us, you can do that through the Mentor Connect platform. If you are not with us already and interested in learning more about marketing automation or about our Rainmaker Multiplier process in general, please visit c2penterprises.com. That's c2penterprises.com. And we'd love to have that discussion with you and learn how we can further our partnership together. And that'll be it for today. Thank you again, Nico and Suzanne. And for all of you listening, have a great day. The Rainmaker Multiplier on-demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. 